0: Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome back to One Guy, One Role. I, as always, am your host, player, and GM, Herocities. Once again, we are diving back into the world of Ironsworn Starforged, where we are following the story of Nikora Sokolov, as he currently explores the abandoned, question mark, space station called the Prosperity. Now, This is episode 7 of our series, not including our two Session Zeros, and I have been really enjoying making this podcast and publishing it out for all y'all to listen to, and I certainly am planning on continuing to make content for One Guy, One Role into the indefinite future. And I hope that everybody who has been consistently listening is still enjoying the content. And as long as y'all keep downloading and listening, I'll keep making it for you. Anyways, when we last left Nikora, he had been exploring a little bit of the prosperity. And after his encounter with Crazy Eye Jones, he gained access into the ventilation section of the space station climbed up a vertical shaft and emerged into what we can assume is the maintenance section of the space station where he encountered a woman with her back turned to him who spun around startling both Nikora and the woman and we left off on last episode like usual, with a cliffhanger of them both staring each other down, Nikora with his gun, with his hand on his gun, and the woman with a welding torch in her hand. Who is she? What is she doing here? I'm not entirely sure, so let's play to find out. And without any further ado, let's get into it. First off, let's do a quick overview of the current status of Nikora. Currently, he's not really been at least you know per my feeling about what momentum represents he's been kind of slowing down getting kind of tired and out of energy so our momentum is only a plus one at the moment there's not this push this drive anymore like he had when we were first on board the prosperity also all three of his um trackers health spirit and supply are all at four which represents pretty good. He's feeling okay, you know. He got bashed up a little bit uh, when he was trying to cross over the elevator shaft, but otherwise he's feeling okay overall. He's not really shaken, injured, or starving—all that good stuff. Now, as usual, when we start a session, we have our two trackers that we need to figure out what's going on, and uh, I'm gonna say for our secret tracker that you guys are. Hopefully not aware of yet. I think it's going to be a... uh, Hasn't been that long. I think it's unlikely that it's progressed. So it has not progressed on that track. As far as oxygen is concerned, with all the climbing and all the other stuff that's going on, I think it is 50-50 chance that we've used up more of our oxygen. We rolled a 3. So an extreme yes according to our Mythic GM emulator here. However... Since just rolling to see if the track increases, I think we will increase it just one tick, which will lead us to four of our six boxes on the oxygen tracker being used, which is a little bit disconcerting. Our boy Nakora here is uh, slowly starting to get worried about his oxygen use. The flashing red light of death has not started yet, but at the same time, it's time to figure out where to get more oxygen or at least get some something restored on the station so there's environmental systems available if that's even possible. The episode itself starts with a shot of this maintenance room they're currently in. I think it's fairly dark. I think there's one of those like construction site handle lights that uh, this this woman presumably has strung up from the ceiling. Dangling down, providing light on whatever she was currently working on. And um, the rest of the room is pretty much bathed in darkness. Um, yeah, I think this this light that she has been using to work by is plugged into uh, this suit that she is wearing. It's this suit that looks quite a bit different, as we said last episode, than the ones that the, the people from the Merchants Guild were wearing. I think it's considerably bigger and bulkier than even Nikora's suit is. It's clearly been well used with with nicks, maybe out of it. It's very like um, it's just very industrial. And a uh, name tag on the front of it says Marcus Lawrence. The camera kind of shifts back from surveying this dark room with the with the light from Nikora's shoulder lamp and this maintenance light. Providing this this shadowy illumination of this woman with her welding torch in hand, holding it out, brandishing it like a weapon with its blue flame, creates this kind of eerie scene with Nikora hand on his gun. It's a very tense situation. Not taking his eyes off this woman. Nikora raises both of his hands up in the air, you know, the universal sign of, hey, let's just let's just calm down with his hands up in the air. The question is, does she follow his lead? Now, I rolled on her uh, disposition towards him when we first encountered her, and I got cooperative. So I think it's very likely that, at the very least, when Nakora moves his hands up, You know, hands away from his gun. She lowers the cutting torch that she has in her hand. And as she does, the glare, the bright blue glare from this cutting torch recedes. That was burning into Nicora's vision. And his own light shines across her uniform. And on the front of it, he can see a name tag that says Marcus Lawrence, Assistant Chief Mechanic. And... As uh, the light pans across her face, he can see these dark, sunken eyes and this moist wrinkled skin from her face along her face behind the plate of the maintenance suit that she's wearing and you can see these horrific burn scars that are crossing her face and down the side of her neck now with the poor lighting in here it is challenging to make out exactly if they're new or old or what the situation is with these scars but something horrific has happened to this woman Who doesn't appear to be that old. Hard to tell age with all the scarring and everything on her face. But she isn't particularly old maybe in her late 20s early 30s something like that besides the obvious burn scars across her face i think it covers one side most of her face kind of down her cheek and then down to her neck more than likely probably continues down across her body but the one side of her face that isn't quite as burned as badly as the other side nikora can make out just the, the 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 sunken hollowness of her gaze It's not even a look of desperation anymore, fear, but just loneliness, emptiness, and man, she's seen some shit, right? Whatever's gone down here on the prosperity, she clearly has managed to survive through it and is working on something here. Now, I don't think it's fun to necessarily just hand wave it all. Oh, I rolled cooperative, therefore she's going to cooperate with Nikora. I think this first interaction between the two of them, I think that it's going to be a compel roll. Just get some dice on the table and kind of see what exactly this relationship is going to shake out like. Now, we're just using hand gestures, you know. I think, you know, to you give him, you know, even to just make his point a little more. Because this woman still is clearly uh, frightened. Not frightened, but alarmed more or less by his sudden arrival. Koro, you know hand up reaches you know brings his hand down and unclips his belt which has his holster with stubs in it and you know like every good western reaches his arm out and drops it to the floor where it silently clatters to the ground i think that probably puts her a little more at ease and this compel role when you try to persuade someone or make them an offer obviously we can't use vocal Any kind of vocal communication here? This is purely just, how does she feel about us? So we're going to, this is attempting to pacify her. So we're going to roll plus heart. Our heart is one. Nikara is not exactly the um, most charming of individuals. Wow. So we roll the five plus one is a six on our action dice. And our challenge dice were a three and a four. That's a strong hit. On a strong hit, they'll do what you want or agree to your conditions and take plus one momentum. We absolutely need that momentum. So I'll happily take that brings our momentum up to plus two. So when Nikora drops the belt he was wearing to the floor and, you know, turn, you know, looks down at his waist where there's no weapons and just kind of more or less shrugs at her like, it's your move. What are you going to do? think she finally thumbs off the cutting torch and the two of them just kind of take a moment to just look at each other and try to figure each other out. Now, before we continue, we need to know exactly what she was doing here. And with that, I think we come to the end of the scene. I have been thinking about it and... It is my intention when using the Mythic GM emulator to not factor in Chaos Factor into our oracle rolls as far as probabilities. I don't know. I know it's kind of supposed to be part of the idea of losing control, so therefore more things happen. Or if you're in control, less things happen. But when I'm rolling for these 50-50 things or whatnot, I like the numbers to just make sense to me. However, we are still going to use Chaos Factor in regards to intrusions and uh scene setups and stuff it to me it felt like uh for that whole scene nakora was in control therefore our chaos factor is going to drop down to four and with our new scene first off we need to roll a d10 compared against that four we rolled a five so there's no alteration to the scene so our scene begins to play out as normal. So I think that there's a smash cut to a new scene where Nikora and the woman have cleared off a desk that's in this maintenance area and have found a piece of maintenance chalk. It's like this big, thick block, which can be easily grasped by uh, like a gloved hand in a exosuit or something else. And you can use it to write on just about any surface they call it chalk but it might be made of something else it's you know so you can uh, like a chuckle pencil that they use in our own world where it will write on metal wood plastic glass you name it and they've been working together as much as they can you know with sharing this piece of chalk between them to write stuff out just given the limiting nature of their method of communication i think that Nikora has only been able to discover a couple of things about this woman, including her name. Now, sometimes when I need a character name, I find it fun to take a book I really like and just flip through it until I'm able to come across the first name that I think fits with the character. In this case, I used Ender's Game, and Petra was the first name I came up with. So her name is Petra, or perhaps it's pronounced Petra, I'm not sure. I think we're going to go with Petra, because I think it's uh, the most easy for me to remember. And then she needs a last name. Just flip through the book here, see what we come up with. Delgado. Petra Delgado. That's a cool name. We're going to keep it. Beyond that, I think he's only learned that she's not originally from the maintenance department, but worked on in some other facet on the ship. And when he asked about her burns, she just more or less shut down and just got a mildly aggressive and just wanted to stay focused on the work now we have our name what was petra doing down here in the maintenance section of the ship i think we are just going to roll up an action and a theme zero four effect sanctuary 78 effect sanctuary I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is that she was actively working on reestablishing power on board the prosperity in order to create a sanctuary for herself effect- uh, effectively. Although I think it also is possible that she was working specifically on the environmental system to try and get it back online. Or I guess it's also possible that the sanctuary refers to the maintenance section of the ship here, and she was working on some kind of defensive mechanism or something else like that. I think it's going to be a 50-50 chance for either one of those two things. With a 33, she was working on something related to the actual running of the ship itself as far as... Either the environmental system or something else related to that. The next question is, has she actually asked Nikora what he is doing here? To get that answer, I think we need to know a little bit more about her personality. So now that Nikora's had a chance to work with her for a little bit, let's see what her character aspects are. We got a 17, so she's clever and resourceful. She's a clever and resourceful lady who's been in some kind of horrible accident that left her scarred along her face and upper body. And her name is Petra Delgado. I think we can work with that. So I think she's kind of at least pieced together, given his garb and armament and everything that Nicora is obviously here for some other reason beyond being a rescue ship. I think immediately, right away, she'd already written that off before they even started working together. I do think that Nikora has at least told her that he's here to recover something, and I think she just kind of left it at that after finding out that he, in fact, has a ship in which she immediately asked, why don't they just leave and get the hell out of here? And then he told her that it's because he has to recover something from here. So, as they're scribbling away with this chalk, Nikora asks, what about the power system? Where is the actual power for this space station located? Does she know? I think it's damn near a sure thing that she knows. 83, yes. Barely. But yes, she knows. I don't think she necessarily has a great idea but she does know it's located somewhere within the maintenance section of the ship and in fact i think it's probably in the next area over however are the doors and maintenance designed in the event of environmental failure or power outage like this designed to have blast doors that slam shut because, I mean, there's a lot of shit in the maintenance section that could go up in flames, take out part of the ship and all that. I feel like this is the section of the ship that would, besides the research section, that would definitely lock down. I think it's um, very likely. 38, yeah. So so the reactor or power core of the Prosperity is located in the maintenance section. However, that door, which um, connects into it has shut automatically so they're going to have to figure out some way around it if they want to restore power and at this time i think that Nikora's has gotten his gun back up secured it on his belt and i think they probably spent about 30 minutes or so just scribbling away with this one piece of chalk back and forth just getting basic introductions out of the way and as the uh, camera kind of you know, zoom. You know, scans over all of this information for the audience to be able to read, scribbled out on the table. At the very last thing that Nikora has written is, "Do you have any oxygen left around here?" To which she simply wrote, "No." Nikora then writes, "How is your supply?" She writes, "Sufficient." In response, Kor points at his own meter on, you know, meter on his tank, showing only a quarter of his oxygen left. Nikora writes, "Power." With a question mark? To which she responds, Why? Core grabs back the chalk. I-, I need access to research. She just responds with a shrug, not even grabbing back the chalk. It says, I'm here t- to retrieve an object. She takes back the chalk from him and door shut with power out. No access to reactor core. kind of shrugs and grabbing back the chalk writes, There must be a way. How else would it be restarted in the event of power failure? She shrugs once again, looking back at him. Take me to the door, he writes. Let's take a look and see if there's any other way in. So with that, the two of them set off. Now, she's been here for a while, been scavenging around. Has she found anything in particular in this um, engineering or maintenance area that could be of use? I think it's possible but unlikely we rolled a 16 so she does have something of use what is the nature of this item that she has found so us roll on our descriptor table we got a 67 which is mysterious i'm honestly not sure these are going to work well but we'll play with it mysterious and then the focus is a 50 machine a mysterious machine Oh, that's kind of interesting. I think it's this... I don't know. I don't think we're going to just kind of make a note that she has some sort of mysterious machine that she found on board the Prosperity. And I think we will come back to that in the future. But before they leave the area, she kind of gathers up some of her tools and stuffs them into a satchel or a backpack and the two of them start winding their way through the mechanical section trying to reach the reactor. So first off, what kind of area is this that they're going through? A control room. Oh, okay. So I think that this section of the ship is quite utilitarian, like the basically like the entire ship on the first aliens movie with kind of catwalk looking stuff you know exposed pipes uh wires and stuff like that like this is definitely a working area this is not a place for entertaining guests or prospective merchants or housing workers or anything like that this is utilitarian and functional at best now i think it makes the most sense that this is the control room for the reactor. Now, are there any interesting features in here? We got a 40. It says flickering status monitors. Now, I don't think that these are currently on at all. I think as they're coming through these, uh, these narrow corridors, and she leads him into the control room where she's been before, it's just dark, and there's these banks of monitors that are just dark, cold, covered in this layer of ice that covers everything in the in the ship itself there's just nothing in here at all and uh i think that between these these banks of monitors and with chairs and stuff there's this big heavy sealed door which as um as they enter into the room she kind of looks at him and gestures obviously at the big closed locked door and just kind of shrugs like what are you gonna do what are we gonna do that's a good question We have these monitors, banks of monitors in here with no power to them. Now, we've already established that Petra's suit has some sort of limited power capability to it. Is there any way that her suit can be hooked up to the machines in here for a momentary burst of power in an attempt to get the door open? I'm honestly not sure. So I think that before we get started, I think we're going to gather information. I think that is the first thing we do. So with gather information, we roll plus wits in order to conduct an investigation, analyze evidence, or do research. Oh yeah. We got a six on our action dice, which plus three is a fat nine. And on the challenge dice, we had a six and a two, so a strong hit. On a strong hit, you discover something helpful and specific. The path you must follow or action you must take to make progress is made clear. Envision what you learn, then take plus two momentum. Heck yeah, I will happily take that momentum. That brings us up to plus four momentum. Now, what do we learn? Let's see if we can get any idea here off the derelict uh, delving table. If we found an opportunity here in this room, it's helpful plans or schematics. Okay, I can make that work. So, as Nikora and Petra enter into this control room of the reactor, Nikora just starts to tear the place apart, looking for stuff. Digging in various drawers and cabinets and other stuff that's in the area, Petra investigates and looks around the door and, and you know, under the ceiling and back into the hallway and is using her little handheld light to try and find if there's any way they might be able to sneak out of anywhere, or get anywhere in particular. After a few minutes of tearing this place apart, Petra comes back into the room about to just more or less give up on the whole prospect of getting through this door and she stumbles up across Nikora pouring over some paper that he found buried away amongst all of the refuse and garbage and just debris left over from folks who used to work in this area. It's an electrical schematic. It shows the layout and wiring and everything for the entire electrical system within the reactor area. It shows all of these this complicated high level engineering electrical engineering information, but the one thing that Nikora specifically is looking at in the dim flickering light coming from his little shoulder mounted unit, he's pointing as she walks up, tracing along a line that leads back from a manual reset is all it says is manual reset panel. Tracing it back, he's, his finger finishes on the reactor. He looks over at Petra, who looks over at him with a look of mutual understanding. They now have an objective, a place to go. Getting power restored to the station is the first step at being able to do anything, get anything working again on board. The only question is, can they figure out how to do this process? I'm not sure. We're going to have to figure that out. However, with the schematics in hand, Petra and Nikora continue to navigate their way through these tight and twisting corridors of the maintenance section of the ship. And with the schematic in hand, they find their way to this almost like a janitor's closet. They had actually walked past it before on their way from the room where they first met each other. It's nothing more than a little closet and popping the door open. Inside is this massive circuit breaker panel with all of these different toggles and and circuit breaker like switches. And specifically in the middle, think like Jurassic Park, there's this massive handle kind of similar to the ones that were used by Nikkor to open up the uh, various hydraulically powered doors, but a little bit different next to it. There's a, there's a light that is dark at the moment inside of this panel. After doing a quick look around, I think it's unlikely. In fact, I think it's very unlikely there's any instructions in here. I think this is one of those things that any guy working in maintenance or engineering would have the training and know how to restart the system, but neither of these two are. So I think it's very unlikely there's instructions. I cannot believe it. Reroll the zero two. There's an extreme yes. So not only are there instructions in here, but they're step by step easy to follow instructions. Now, just because there's instructions doesn't mean it's not dangerous. So, looking over at Nikora, Petra cracks the first smile ever so slightly on her scarred face and look of almost a look of hope in her eyes. I was going to have a face danger role due to the difficulty and just, I mean... The, uh, the danger of having something happen when when restarting the system, however, with the step-by-step instructions inside the circuit breaker room, I don't think it's going to require a roll. I think we just do it. However, it does take time. It's probably like a 50-60 step process to get this thing restarted. And we see Nikora and Petra working together, Petra reading through and... Attempting to direct Nikora by pointing or using his hand or making gestures in an attempt to get this thing started. Finally, after flipping numerous switches, pumping the handle, getting various power sections rerouted and restarted, comes down to the big handle. Nikora reaches his hand out, grasping a big, gloved hand onto it, looks back at Petra who gives him a tentative thumbs-up. Nikora pumps it once, twice. The little light that was dark before turns red. Nikora pumps it a third time, and a fourth time, and the light turns amber, and a fifth time, and a sixth time, and the light turns green. With that, Nikora slams the handle up, and we fade to black. Once again, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time out of your day to listen to me ramble on for about a half an hour here on One Guy, One Roll, You might remember from last episode that I launched a Patreon campaign in support of One Guy, One Roll over on Patreon.com slash One Guy, One If you're interested in supporting the podcast, simple $5 a month, the price of a cup of coffee for me, goes a long way to helping make this project of mine financially stable. And I would greatly appreciate it if you would just uh, take a quick look and check it out. We also have some interesting and I think unique benefits available for the different tiers as well. As always, I've been your host, Player and GM Hero Cities, signing off. Have a great day and stay safe out there, y'all.